1: It was not the transaction that VGK fans were looking for, but the Golden Knights made a move yesterday that perhaps points to them making more moves, or a move, and it keeps them well under the cap. Hi again, everyone. Tony Krodasko along with Chris Golick. We welcome you to Lockdown Golden Knights. You can find us on Twitter at Tony Dasko, at TD Chris G, at Lockdown VGK, the YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. Of course, please subscribe and make sure that you leave some of those fantastic comments. So, Chris, VGK yesterday made a trade, the Golden Knights acquiring Dyson May. And uh, basically, here's an AHL defenseman, right? I don't understand what all this was about. You can maybe help us to clarify in exchange for the contract of Shea Weber. My goodness. Um, also, they threw in a fifth-round pick, VGK did, in this year's upcoming draft. In that uh, game, Mayo, I should say. not. Did I say Mayo? Okay, so it's Dyson Mayo. July. Yeah, Dyson Mayo from Arizona, had played for Tucson in the AHL, and then he played in 82 games. However, for Arizona, for the Coyotes over the past two seasons, could you try to explain what went on, what went down with this one?
0: So we got two things. Let's talk about Dyson Mayo, the player. Uh, Round 5, 2014, WHL with the Oil Kings, and then basically seems like he's buried Uh, in the Coyotes organization with Tucson from basically 2016 until present day. Uh, He did get about 82 games with with the Coyotes in the past two seasons. So we do get a bit of NHL experience here, which I guess is somewhat important. The concerning point, though, is a player who spends that much time in Tucson and can't find a way to get more time with, The Coyotes, because the Coyotes are a revolving door. I mean, we know this. This is not breaking news by any means. So I don't think we're going to have our expectations along the lines of lightning in a bottle with like a Chandler Stevenson type deal. But you never know. Maybe there's something about this guy that they like, and we'll see how that plays out. Why did this trade get made? How does this benefit both teams? Uh, Puckpedia put this out there perfectly. For the Coyotes, it helps them get to the cap floor. Uh, this is so strange. This is why people don't understand when me and Tony talk about cooking the books, the coyotes have to get to the cap floor. So they acquire a player who's never going to play hockey again the rest of their life. So this is cooking the books to arts. This is how the coyotes cook the books. So that's the first thing on the Vegas side, there is a bit of interest as far as how this could help the team down the line. Again, puckpedia after the trade Vegas born have the same 8.75 million cap space. But now we can take on players with contracts extending past next season. There's things that happen with the LTIR where it limits you if you have a player who's basically retiring, so to speak. Now we can make some moves farther down the line. So that's the long story longer about who
1: Dyson Mayo is and uh, why the VGK made this deal. Okay, so is Shea Weber going to do his introductory presser in Arizona? I, I, think, even I think he gets a welcome back video, definitely. Yeah, he's definitely somewhere like ice fishing uh, in the great north. Um, I was following along as you were on Pugpedia. And so VGK, it helps them to be uh, better, uh, healthier, according, you know, with the cap. Later on, coyotes are at, you said, the floor at $53 million. That's it's, crazy. Yeah, VGK. I mean, like people
0: say VGK are cooking the books and all the things VGK does. This is even worse than anything any team does. I mean, they're literally acquiring players. They had Pavel Datsuk on their payroll for how long and Marion Hossa. And it's this is the biggest joke that there is as far as cap circumvention, cooking the books, any anything, any any crap you all thrown at to Tony for his comments about cooking the books. You should be lighting up the Arizona Coyote social pages right now.
1: Well, they could throw some crap at me today for Dustin Mayo. Dyson Dyson Mayo. I can't get his name right. Whatever. So VGK still 8.75 million now under the cap. So, yes, they can make a move. They can go after that one premier player. And Patrick Kane, I know you want to talk about your Blackhawks, but Patrick Kane now the heavy rumor is that he could be going to my New York Rangers. How about that? Yeah, I mean, how the
0: Rangers are going to make all this work is very interesting, and who's the third mystery team going to be to help with all this? Probably the Coyotes. I mean, yeah, here you go. They're going. To, coyotes are going to take half of Patrick's Kane, Patrick Kane's salary, and out of, out of all this nonsense, so so stupid. Um, so I, 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 now we should maybe talk about what could this mean for the VGK right now? Why right. Dyson Mayo? Why did they target this individual? Keaton Korzak is probably one of our best touted defensemen on the team from a prospect perspective. Of course, Korzak played, what, probably 15, 17, 14, 12, whatever the number was of games with the Golden Knights this season. He did fine. Keaton Korzak would probably crack the top six on a lot of other NHL rosters, including the Arizona Coyotes, to name one that immediately comes to mind, and possibly even help a team Making a playoff push in the event they lose one of their top six defensemen. Korzak could be a plug-and-play type. So is Korzak the, the one being shopped right now for Timo Meyer? I know, Tony, I know. For Patrick Kane, for Barbashev, for Eric Carl. I mean, what I'm just throwing all the names out there that are possibly available. So having Dyson Mayo waiting in the Henderson organization in the event someone like Korzak is moved, would certainly help shore up that blue line a little bit. And <clears throat> We have to reference all the wackiness that has happened. Look at the goaltending situation with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Hutchinson's still not sent down yet, by the way, Tony. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, um, very interesting. So you never know. I mean, maybe there's some weird path where where Mayo is all of a sudden, you know, appearing in games because one of our top six gets hurt, because Ben Hutton is hurt, because Miramanov is not ready to come back, and because... Cain Korzak is traded all of a sudden is insert uh, insert Mayo uh, down the stretch. You never know. It's that crazy. And at least he's got 80 games of NHL experience where he can chip in something.
1: The dominoes are going to begin to fall as soon as that one big deal is made. We're now nine days out before the deadline here. So uh, do you think that is Kane going to be traded? Uh, now you have Chicago. They won again last night in Dallas. And that top line, he's really playing very, very well. Uh, I watched some of the game last night. I was bouncing around. We'll talk about Calgary and Arizona. That was a pretty good game early on. But what do you think happens with Patrick Kane and with the Chicago Blackhawks now?
0: Well, don't forget Max Domi also. I mean, Max Domi is another one who might get moved, too. And if the Golden Knights come out of this with Max Domi somehow, that's not too bad as
1: well. Yeah, he's playing out of his mind. Too. They both yeah. are,
0: and that's the thing. I mean, I think Danny Webster put it out there on his Twitter that uh, the Blackhawks might come away with 12 first-round draft picks in the in in the next uh, couple of seasons, the way things are going with uh, with them right now the trades they have already have made and the trades that they might make. So – you know, listen. The Blackhawks are surging right now, and uh, I will jump in this right now. So, I got lit up pretty good by by I think it was, it was Joey or whoever was chirping me on uh, on Twitter yesterday about you know kind of a nonchalant perspective about VGK losing to the Blackhawks on Tuesday night. And someone on tw- on uh, YouTube actually took the time to give me a couple paragraphs of uh, why they didn't like my take and the fact that they couldn't believe that the Blackhawks have beaten the Golden Knights the same Blackhawks team. This is my quote from last night on YouTube. The same Blackhawks team that beat the Golden Knights. They just beat the Dallas Stars on the road on the second half of a back-to-back. Like, this happens, folks. It's the NHL. These are the best players in the world. Even though you have teams like the Blackhawks and the Coyotes who don't have a lot of talent. The Blackhawks got a lot of high-end talent, but they have no complementary players after that. Teams can win, and the parity is amazing. And... I I say this again, Vegas doesn't go 82-0. and Chicago doesn't go 0-82. and It's going to happen where the teams who aren't your top echelon teams are going to win a few games, and so what? I mean, fine, the Blackhawks only got one point in Chicago. 12 out of a possible 14 points and undefeated coming out of, undefeated in regulation coming out of the All-Star break. Compared to where things were for the 20 or 25 games previous to that, this is a good thing. The Golden Knights seem to be turning a corner. Now, if they lay an egg against Calgary tonight, that's a different story. Then you know, they're then back can, to being, yeah, then they're back to being the Vegas Kings. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Then there's a then there's a, then there's going to be some current concern. But Vegas will be ready for the game tonight. They'll be ready for the game on Saturday against Dallas. Things I do believe are looking up right now. And there's no reason to go cliff jumping, diving, whatever terminology you want to throw out there. The moment that they only get one point in just a weird game, it was a weird game on Tuesday. It's
1: going to happen. It's okay. It's okay. No, the funny thing though that just strikes me is that a lot of the fans think that we are on the Kool Aid and just touting VGK every day. They don't watch. They, been, they
0: don't. They don't watch a lot of podcasts. And I'm sorry. How I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, because right they, they don't so, follow no, a lot of Twitter feeds.
1: No, because we've been so transparent in both directions, good yes. and bad and even when they're good we're like you had the watch out back in december like oh, watch out now this team they're going to slide a little bit they're playing over their heads and schedule is going to get more difficult this schedule right now is not that difficult we'll explain when we return because <laughs> it's a big game for both VGK and Calgary don't you just want to started. talk you just
0: want to talk about the rigged schedule Tony just, it right, is, just do it it is just so it.
1: rigged and we we need an nhl investigation we need an investigation because this is 30 major. for 30, 30 garbage. for 30. This is garbage. Last night, the flames ended Arizona's nine game point streak. We'll talk about that. when we return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. The NBA season is coming to a final climax conclusion coming up ahead. They're about the same place as uh, the NHL is with about 23, 24 games remaining. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel It is America's number one sports book because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet does not win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, it is secure, and super easy to utilize. Then you could bet on everything from the money line bets to point scores and threes drained. And there's so many exclusive bets like we've talked about, like the two times three. Two three-pointers scored within the first three minutes. Take the over right there. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine all of your bets for a a bigger chance and a bigger payout for the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance. You can get in on your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. And we're not homers for crying out loud. And of course, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Last night, down three to one, Calgary tonight's VGK opponent uh, comes back and defeats the Yotes six to three. Five straight goals for the Flames. Uh, two and twenty-five seconds in that game. And this was a team that a lot of folks were counting out. But suddenly, you know, they're down 10 points. This team is not going to make it into the playoff. And now they're down eight points to VGK. And now tonight we have that four-point game. Very important. And if Calgary shows up tonight because the schedule's so rigged and they have them coming to the Vegas late last night and playing back-to-back, but if Calgary can come back and rally tonight, they're down just six points to the Vegas Golden Knights. This is a very big game in the Honda Pacific. So that's the thing here. We've been talking about how close
0: together the the ranges, if you will, from winning the Pacific, leading the West, to not being in the playoffs. And that's exactly where the Calgary Flames are right now. 65 points, BGK 73 points. Calgary's played one more game, fine, whatever. But eight points is the gap from, <clears throat> a f- basically, first you know home ice for the first two rounds to not being in the playoffs. So that's how important these games are right now. And when I was on the pod with uh, the gentleman from the Kings that hosted with uh, myself, Kraken, uh, and the Oilers, the Flames are the ones are the team that we all felt would be on the outside looking in. I mean, obviously, we're uh, maybe all taking the home angle right there, but the Flames haven't done a whole lot to prove otherwise to us. I'm going to walk down the stats right now. I want to see. So, Nazim Kadri, that big deal, obviously, in the offseason, uh, took him a while to get signed. Sitting on 42 points, 21 and 21, not too bad. Markstrom, their goalie's 15 and 14 with a 2.9. Um, Daniil Vladar, here we go. There's a name for you. He's 12, 6 and 4 with a 2.8. So, Okay, he you got last something night. going on there.
1: Yeah, he played last night between the pipes. So, Mark so he played. probably get
0: Markstrom, most likely. I wouldn't lock it in, but I would say most likely. Uh, Tyler Tofoli having a fine season, 50 points, uh, as is Elias Lindholm, 51 points. And then a lot of just complimentary players right now.
1: Well, what Only about uh, Uberdo? Uberdo's struggling. He had 100 points last season, Chris.
0: And yeah. he has
1: just 10 goals and 26 points this year, 28 points?
0: Yeah, and shocker, Lane Walsh is the is the the his agent and he's chirping right now too up there and you got daryl sutter who's not gonna daryl sutter mind that, that guy is just gold just take a minute go on youtube and just uh type in like daryl sutter uh just type daryl sutter on youtube find uh, some uh like 10 12 minute video of just him giving responses to, to press questions he's just daryl sutter's gold but an absolute amazing coach probably a tough guy to play for because if uh if there's probably, I don't know if there's maybe a more demanding coach than Daryl Sutter, but point being is he'll have that Flames team in order. He will get whatever the maximum capability is out of that team. And Huberdeau, he may only finish with 14, 15 goals and, you know, 35 to 40 assists, which is certainly a far cry from where it was, but he's still Jonathan Huberdeau who can still put up points and he could still get hots at any given point. And if he does turn it on, that team will be tough. And then you start real disgusting i mean it's looking like a nine horse race right now as far as the top nine teams who are going to qualify for the postseason and nashville seems to kind of be that cut line where nashville and below you're not going to see so can the flames uh i couldn't think of a terrible joke can the flames find some way to burn out some other team from uh the top eight we will see
1: yeah that definitely bad. That so and, bad. Uh, yeah that's so a fuse out Okay, so nine consecutive games without a goal for Jonathan Huberto, by the way, and uh, Look at we talked about Nazim Kadri. Can I take Khadri, him for for, out for my pick? Kadri at forty-two to Foley fifty-one points, still concerning. And uh, last night, I mean, it was an assault on this Arizona team. Uh, early on, they had eighteen shots on goal in the first period, but just one goal for Calgary. And then the they trailed shots. in that game three to one, and then they came back. And at one point, so they trailed by two goals, but they outshot Arizona twenty-eight to six, and they trailed by uh, a couple of goals in that game. And I think that they're going to be very dangerous, dangerous opponent when they come in tonight if they don't peter out late in the game. How I About, mean, I mean, the no leads I mean, are safe,
0: Tony. The the Stars were right. up
1: three nothing last night on the Blackhawks, and they lost. Leads are not Blackhawks.
0: safe in regulation.
1: Yeah, it, you know, but I, I I'm i being dead serious when I there has to be some sort of an investigation in this scheduling. They're doing everything they possibly can to get VGK into the playoffs. Everything. I mean, this is this is a joke. It's become a joke. I mean, so many teams come in here tail end of a back to back and like just everything I think is just playing out for the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, I'm such a homer for VGK. No, for crying out loud. I'm just being honest here. This is stupid. It, it just really irritates me the way they're trying to set up VGK. I wonder if there's something out
0: there that does describe how and why the NHL does the scheduling the way they do. I mean, just taking, trying to take a serious approach to it right now because obviously you have – like Vancouver, I believe, is the team that logs the most miles on a yearly basis. So you wonder if a team like Vancouver, because they log so many miles – Maybe gets less back to backs, whereas you're more centrally located teams who, you know, instead of always taking a four hour plane ride to get to the other coast are taking a two hour plane ride. So maybe that's why some teams like Calgary, Arizona, maybe that's what I don't know. And why is VGK the beneficiary of a lot of teams on the back-to-back? I mean, this really seems like something that could be done with an Excel spreadsheet and set up a couple formulas and, you know, look at the average time between games, look at the average amount of, um, you know, back-to-back teams play or the average hours between puck drop, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it would be interesting to look at something like that and then you look at the mileage and, you know, you could put up a nice, so I'm, getting, I'm burying myself should right be now because this invest- actually no, no, seems no, fun. I could do all this, invest- but I don't know if I want to do this. It's so much work. And
1: you said yesterday. You said yesterday yourself, I Chris. I did. That What'd VGK say? VGK has no back-to-backs. One more. One <laughs> more.
0: Someone made a comment in
1: February and in March for crying out loud! Are you kidding me?
0: I thought someone said we have one March, like 11th oh, and 12th. Okay, but... so
1: maybe there is. Who cares? Like, what is it? Oh, no. remember VGK Alec Martinez complaining? Oh, we have to play in No, there's not one in March. In Anaheim, back to back. Remember that? Comment? Okay,
0: uh, April third and fourth. N- oh, Minnesota, wow. Minnesota and Nashville. Nashville will will be so far out of the playoffs at that point. Gonna d- Minnesota is probably going to be debating between on the front end? Minnesota's on the front, yes,
1: and then Nashville's on Nashville. the back. Now that's some traveling. Okay, so finally they're going to give them one, one out of well, the. That's eight a, a
0: ninety-minute plane. That's that's a ninety-minute plane ride, probably in a private terminal. Oh I mean, wait, time out, not...
1: time out. Wait a second. So they play. They play Minnesota,
0: home. then Nashville. Nashville here. Both on the road. Both on the road.
1: Okay, Minnesota to Nashville is not ninety minutes, is it? Is it more no. or less? Oh no, it's farther. Is it? Yeah, that's a that's a tough that's a tough trip.
0: Okay, fine. We got there. You go. The schedule balances out. There it is. We got a tough trip in in seven one, weeks. One. <laughs> Uno. It would be I interesting just, to see how this all works Do you think, do you
1: think out? Foley sits there with his wine and then just sits down with the schedule maker at the start of the season and goes <coughs> to BLT. BLT, Tony. BLT. I, I'm just... I have so many questions there. I have questions about putting up the rafts, the dictator saying that he puts them up in this high-priced hotel suites and all that takes care of them oh okay so we were talking earlier you're onto something else there tony if that's landmine you want to step on or not it sounds (laughs) like of course i'll (laughs) step on every landmine you know me uh matthew kachuk i wanted to make a little bit of a comparison there we talked about huberto Uh, kachuk on the season 28 goals 50 assists 78 points and uh, plus 16 for florida so that trade is a little lopsided in favor of florida I didn't know if that was a good trade initially anyway, did you? You know, the Flames my
0: my perspective about the Flames were they lost they lost Goudreau to Columbus and he I mean there's was, there's was conflicting reports if there was a problem with being in Calgary or if he wanted to get back, you know, closer to home and then obviously the situation with uh, Matt Kachuk basically saying peace out, I'm done with this with this organization but then they still bring in Kadri. they bring in Huberdo, Like the Flames, and you know what felt like a matter of two or three weeks went from losing their one and two stars to getting a new crop of stars. Plus, uh, they got some draft picks involved and uh some prospects. So, you know, the Flames had a fun whirlwind of uh emotions, you know. I mean, it'd be like in the offseason, we lose Jack Eichel, we lose Mark Stone, but then we bring in two, you know, at least on paper. Relatively decent players and it's like, okay, things aren't going to be that bad. Well, the Flames are still struggling right now and it's not. I mean, the entire West is is you can't even draw a comparison to the West to the East and that there's one positive to look at when the playoffs do start. You hope the East is just going to cannibalize itself with these every series going seven games being hard fought. And whoever advances from the East as the Eastern Conference champion is just beat the hell. it's to the point where VGK or Dallas or Colorado, whoever is going to represent the West, can get a team that has just been been to war and just been completely beat up. That's the hope for the West to win the Cup this year.
1: Yeah, and that East, yeah, Boston's going to have to go through uh, the Canes and Toronto, perhaps. Or, Tampa, or the rangers Tampa?
0: or the goodness. devils like don't forget yeah, the Devils. I mean, the caps and if, if we... they can sneak in there they can do damage as the penguins can i mean it's... they're not going to they've lost like five straight i think they're starting to
1: really go downhill caps, is obi, think, is, did
0: obi come back yet i know he was coming back as he played not yet sure though? but yeah. they
1: yeah they're definitely not winning of late but that could change um, when he comes back is all i'm saying So at what point, if you're Boston, while we're on it, uh, do you throttle down? Because uh, they're going to be the runaway winners of their division. Uh, Do you want to keep going and try to push the envelope? No, you don't. You have to kind of lighten up a little bit, lighten the load for them, make sure they're fresh. It's that age-old, of course, argument. Uh, Do you keep going for momentum's sake, or do you just start to throttle down?
0: I mean, what can you do? You only have you know what a 23 person roster to work with you can only scratch two or three players a night and that's assuming your active roster is healthy And then you look at the cap constraints and everything so you know maybe more games where instead of double shifting players to you know whatever the reasoning is maybe just you know if they're playing a lower lower level team you just rotate four lines from the word go in any situation outside of special teams that's about the only thing you really can do You know, there's not a lot you can do with the way the salary cap is, and and all of that. And you know, we see VGK kind of do this down the stretch before. And you know, whether it works well or not, I don't. You can argue either way about that, but it's really hard to do in the you know in in the NFL. It's a little bit different because you got a lot more players. You you can basically bench your entire first team and still have a solid roster to put out
1: there. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah. Brad Marchand yesterday (sighs) saying. We don't care about no stinking records, so they don't care about setting the record for most points. They don't care about the president's trophy, but yeah, whatever. Whatever. Coming up next, we'll have predictions, our lock of the night, much, much more coming your way when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. (laughs) Welcome back to Locked (laughs) On Golden Knights. I got it out. I got it out. I got it out. (laughs) And Chris Golick, we appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. Again, Monday through Friday, you could find us wherever you find your podcast. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. Leave the comments about Chris. I like that. Thank you so much for taking the heat off of me, Chris. I like that. Uh, So tonight's game, a big one. Those four-point games. But it really is a true – it's very true that this is going to be a big game for VGK. And the fact that they will play Calgary after tonight two more times. So they have three meetings against Calgary – in the final 24 games is it now so yeah it's a very important game tonight and uh we're going to be some of the keys to the game in a game that i think is going to have a lot of open ice it won't be this tight checking sort of game i think it's going to be up and back all night long so real fast
0: before no news yet about our goalie situation i'm really curious who's gonna practice tonight is there a world where all of a sudden this little bump that caused Aiden Hill not to travel, is this bump a little bit bigger? Are we talking like a zit or are we talking a bruise? Are we talking? No, no, no. It's not, it's not a
1: bump. It's a hill.
0: Oh God. I thought I was bad earlier with the flames one, but you know, what's going on with that. And again, Bruce, had a really good game. I think he can play a very serviceable game tonight if uh, called into duty, but let's just, because we're media, this is what we do here. Let's just say Aiden Hill has something where he's going to sit four, five, six games. Bressois, when he does play that many games in a row, that's where he struggled. Look at last year. Brassois as a backup was very serviceable. When Leonard went down and Bressois basically became the man for a little while, that's when things started to go downhill for the team. A lot of injuries and stuff too, find whatever. But at the end of the day, Bressois is a backup goalie. Aiden Hill is maybe a step above a backup goalie. So we need two healthy goalies in Logan's absence whenever he's going to come back right now. So this is something to watch for folks. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's something, but this little bump or Hill or mole or speed bump or speed table, whatever it have you could be something. Now, Tony made the comment open ice. If this is an open ice game where basically calgary does not put on the full court press so to speak and they give vgk that first stretch pass vgk will put up four goals in the blink of an eye vgk does very well on these open ice type games and also they can defend pretty well in those track meet type scenarios too like you look at the tampa game you thought there was going to be 14 goals scored after the first uh, period of madness they found a way to uh slow tampa down a lot well i mean they held them what 12 like 14 minutes, 12 minutes without a shot on goal. The Flames 14. definitely are not as potent. So yeah.
1: if this is an open ice this... game, we're going to be in a good spot tonight. Okay. So I sent you yesterday the official pronunciation of Laurent, or Brossois, and everyone now is called on to Brossois. This is a movement. This is a movement. And don't make a mountain out of an Aiden Hill, okay? Uh, because he might be back pretty soon. But tonight it will be Brossois. We know that. Uh, a lot of open ice, as we said. You said that VGK will get four. I know. I'm finally. This is where, if you're, time.
0: if you only get this on on audio, folks, you're missing me shaking my head, giving Tony the really. You just said that look.
1: <laughs> okay, you said VGK will get four goals. I say Cal Gary will get five. I, I, said I said they'll put up four. I said I'm not that that. I said they could put up four. Goals. I'm going to go 5 four, 4 Calgary. Goals. I'm going to go Calgary.
0: Okay. Calgary. You're going 5 4 Flames. all mean five 4. They come
1: in yeah. with a little bit of momentum last night. That was uh, pretty interesting. I watched uh, the Flyers game and then I watched uh, the Sorry. last game against Arizona back to back, right? Blake Coleman has had two pipes in two games. So frustrated. I think he's going to break through. Oh, wait, no, we're picking Golden Ice players. Okay. Jack Eichel, and I'm going to go Eichel and Carrier. Oh, yeah, 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 that's funny. Um, I like
0: 3-2 VGK. I think we do have a little bit of a closer game tonight. I, I like scoring. 3-2. I like 3-2. I just don't, I, you can't, they're not going to put up five goals every single game, and, you know, I just, 3-2 is the first number that came to my head right now. I mean, 5-1 VGK is what I would like to say, so the all the people don't throw a bunch of crap at me. But uh, 3-2 VGK, close game, midweek game, weird game. We've seen weird things happen at T-Mobile throughout the season as well in this in this scenario. So 3-2 game, maybe not the cleanest of games. You get a team on a back-to-back, get through the first period. The, the Flames are going to come in with energy because they just played. And then, you know, they're going to taper down and slow down a little bit throughout the game. So a VGK can survive the first 10 minutes. I think they'll be just fine, and maybe a three-two tighter type game. Maybe we'll get some better goaltending tonight, but I like three-two. And as far as players, we think who who was right around it last game. Like it was, uh, think shelf. about the Blackhawks game. Shelf. Go top shelf, yeah, go top yeah. shelf. They, they they can they can do that definitely. Uh, I'm putting way too much thought into this right now. All right, here Robbie we go. Smith, the, Smith. You have to take odd, Smith. I don't know if we ever. This might be this player's first appearance on Locks of the Knights. Braden McNabb. He's wow. going to come from the left side and get one of those nice, weird goals that he's capable of doing. So I like a, I like the odd Braden McNabb goal right now. And uh, here we go. We're going – we're going we're, we're, we're fishing here. Brett Howden. Wow. So it's going to be a under, weird game tonight. No, Some Dyson, of our Mayo? no players, Dyson
1: Mayo in there? No, 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 the no. no, no.
0: They had – God, I, I didn't see the number, but the penalty box last night in Cal Gary in the Saddledome where the silver knights played last night's ha oh. that was a revolving door last night oh they had some fun last night looking at some of the looking at some of the stuff and they got them again today and then sunday at uh, dollar loan center it's it's right over there literally it's not too far from my house when i'm, I'm pointing I got
1: it okay um
0: calgary comes back for a matinee at two o'clock so uh might might be some good uh might be some fun times uh watching the silver knights right now and i'll probably be uh Dyson Mayo's uh, first game as well as we have someone that were that's on loan from I think uh, the Syracuse Crunch. so uh, yeah Henderson's shoring up for a, a playoff run.
1: <laughs> the biggest question tonight will be if VGK comes out with emotion something that was lacking in Chicago. yes, I get it for granted I don't take it for granted because uh, Bruce Cassidy trying to get as much as he can out of his team and I know he's trying hard to get them to play at a higher level from the get-go. But uh, I'm concerned about their emotion. We saw in the last game, sometimes they go to being uh, Pete DeBoring. Uh, They go back to that lackadaisical style. They do.
0: It's 82 games. It's it's a long season. I know we're talking about professional. Are they going to
1: play with emotion? I know. It's a lot. You can't get up for every game. I get all of that. But they start to get into this lapse of sorts where they come out uninspired. Listen, in six games... They did in five of them. So,
0: you know, if the Blackhawks is going to be the blip in a less meaningful game than a game tonight against Calgary, or more, even maybe even more importantly, Saturday against Dallas, and that maybe that's the small concern here right now. Calgary on the back to back. Dallas Stars come back on Saturday, who basically kicked our butt for nothing on Pete DeBoer's uh, revenge game. So, you know, you blankety blank well know. That's the the Golden Knights. Oh, Dallas Star! All the Dallas Stars a game, starting with Bruce Cassidy wanting to uh, send a little message back. So, is this? Do we have two trap games in a row? Is that possible? Maybe that's <laughs> the one concern about tonight. Maybe, but in six games, VGK has come out with emotion, with energy. Uh, get I think they got the first goal and probably what four of those six, if I'm not mistaken. Or at least they responded very quickly. If they didn't, so there's yeah, going the to better. There's the gonna response be some energy There's going to be some energy. There'll be a little more urgency tonight. But I hope they don't push too hard. And all of a sudden, you know, forty seconds in, the flames uh, come down and get one. That would be terrible too.
1: Was that the Tampa game where uh, Marchessault came back on the response? Yeah, right. I think it was Howden. Got
0: the, I thought Howden got the oh, first Howden. one. I okay, Howden. On.
1: Yeah, came back on the quick response. And then Marchie
0: got two, and then and then Shea Theodore got the got the awesome one timer. Yeah. Okay,
1: coming up tomorrow, we have a recap of tonight's game, a preview of the Dallas game, and W.T. Staken. We should do
0: WTF the whole time. I'm sure we got enough of it. We'll do like two minutes on, on the about recap, everything now. two minutes on the preview, and 34 minutes about WTF. We Especially should, William Carlson gets 19 goals tonight.
1: Oh no! Don't do that! Don't do that to me. Too too early to be triggered, man. All right. So you woke You you sleep triggered. I do sleep triggered. We thank everyone for tuning in. Don't make a mountain out of an Aiden hill. We'll see you tomorrow. Right over here. under forty eight
0: seconds when Tony puts that tweet out there. That's unless you already man,
1: uh, For my man Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. See you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.